0: Welcome, listeners, to another episode of Potida Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica. I'm your host, Clara, back from the dead. Welcome back. Thanks. <laughs> Today, we have a guest, Miki Orihara, who is known for her Bessie Award winning career with the Martha Graham Dance Company, which she joined in 1987. In addition to performing the Graham repertory, she's worked closely with the renowned Japanese American dancer, choreographer, and director, Yuriko preserving her unique approach to Graham technique. Orihara has performed in the Broadway production of The King and I with the Elisa Monte Dance Troupe, Peer Group Dance, Lotus Lotus, Twyla Tharp, Martha Clark, Anne Bogart, and Robert Wilson. She's presented her own choreography in New York and in Tokyo as a guest artist for Japan's new national theater. Her teaching credentials include numerous workshops in Japan, Art International in Moscow, Dance, the Ailey School, New York University, Florida State University, Henny Urien Stichting in the Netherlands, Lette de la Danse in Paris, and New National Theater Ballet School. She's on faculty at the Graham School and the Hart School at the University of Hartford. She recently presented In the Box to You and Me at La Mama Theater this past weekend, which I had the pleasure of seeing on Friday night. It follows the 2015 premiere of In the Box, which explored the paradox of where technology meets the body, inspired by Schrodinger's cat in Quantum Mechanics. In the Box 2 explored human nature by mixing the human body with technology. Using a streamlined technology of sensor system and infrared camera, audiences enjoy the dancers' motions and visual expressions through streamlined technology, including computer graphics, infrared cameras, and three-dimensional audio. So we're very excited to have you here today, Miki. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for inviting me. So I really wanted to start just from the beginning. And we usually start from the beginning with our guests. And in particular, when I saw your performance on Friday night, I really admired your technique, and it did naturally remind me a lot of Martha Graham's technique. So tell us a little bit what it was like dancing for the Martha Graham Dance Company, and what were some of your favorite memories there?
1: It's very interesting. Well, first of all, it's very interesting that you saw the Graham technique in me because I don't think about using it so much and actually try not to use it except the one section in uh, the piece called In the Box this time was, was my tribute to Martha. So that's where you saw it.
0: Was that the one where you were in a cloth? Uh, in a black costume. In a black costume? Yeah.
1: Towards the end?
0: Yes, towards the end. That was the my end.
1: tribute to Martha.
0: Yes, I definitely saw that. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. Good. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Dancing in the Gram Company was very interesting because I felt very home. Um, I started as a student Scholarship student ensemble, which is the uh, gram two right now, and coming to the company, I did every single possible status in the gram world. So um, I felt very home. And uh, everybody was very nice, um, including Martha. Uh, she was still around and uh, she was actually very warm. Um, and other teachers are very helpful because I didn't speak English that well, so everybody was very nice helping me and guiding me. And then as I started the chorus in the company and soloist and principals, how work changes in you. Um, In the chorus work, of course, you have to dance together. You have to feel the same way, but the soloist and principals, you started to be more you, as a person in this piece, so my background as a child actress in Japan, I did a couple, few years, and that really helps, helped me to form the character. So um, when I stopped dancing with the company, I still do some small works here and there, like uh, like I'm, I just danced uh, lamentation at the ninety second Y a few weeks ago but not dancing with the group of the company members now it really changes me to think how the gram works takes one dancer completely I actually try to go away from Martha the first time I did In the Box, that was completely going away from Martha, I didn't want to do anything to remind people that I'm from gram but between the first one and second one i in myself i said i said to myself you know it's okay i spent entire life of dancer at the gram and why not because it's obvious so that's why this time i let it you, let it happen
2: why do you think that you've uh chosen to present your work in a different light uh versus being sort of Grammy in technique and uh I guess, when did you branch out on your own away from the Martha Graham Dance Company?
1: Well, the Graham Graham technique and Graham works are so heavy. Mm. I mean, um, I shouldn't say heavy because there is something not heavy too, but um, it really goes in deep in your gut and it won't leave you. So even though all the dancers who left the company, we still have this feeling of how we dance together, how you dance this role and that role. Mm. So that lives inside. And I don't want that to take over my dancing.
2: Yeah, that could almost limit your own expression, I guess.
1: So I try to experience something different, but this time I said to myself, what happens if I actually use it? And do I become so grand? Or who do I become? So that was interesting that you mentioned it, But so I wanted to ask you how much you sew. Like, did you see me doing it, or did you see Matagram taking over me? So that would be my question to Jessica.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, interestingly, you know, I think when you read a program before you see any show, or even if you read a review before you see a show, you go in with certain expectations. And I did go in with this expectation, like, oh, this was a really great dancer for Martha Graham. So I was looking for it. So anything that you could have done, I might have just been making it up like, oh, that's so Graham. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So that's part of it. But the other part of it too is, you are right. The first part of the show, you were presenting more natural movement. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's not, definitely not Graham. um, When you look at it from just basic descriptions. But... I think because I did see towards the end that piece that was an homage to Graham, and I actually said that to myself, like, oh, this looks like an homage to Graham. So that was really effective. That's (laughs) great. I think I had left the performance just thinking, like, oh, and then she did, you know, Graham-like work. So I I think I didn't separate the two as much as I could have, the first part of the performance and the second part. But that does go back to what you go into the performance expecting and wanting to see so that's a totally different conversation in itself but it was very beautiful and I was really struck by your presence on stage Mm. you have a very strong and commanding presence it wasn't like heavy per se or anything like that but you did mention that Martha Graham comes from like maybe a deeper or like a heavier place Mm -hmm. just for my understanding what was it about her work or what did she require her dancers to work from or what was the place that she would ask them to work from? As
1: a chorus dancer, I think it's very different as a roles, deep down in the gut, like what you really feel has to come out through your movement. It doesn't need to have a meaning right away, but if you are following the idea of the piece, sometimes you feel very sad or anger or whatever the feeling comes you incorporate it with the movement Hmm. and that has to come through your body so she she and also Yuriko was um, uh, associate artistic director at one point they require us like they demand us like what are you doing with this movement it's not just a movement what are you saying with this movement that's that's our job to come up and that's their job to say we don't feel it or I think you're going different place so they guide us to the places that we are supposed to go but in terms of that I think it, with the movement you can do the same thing like a ballet <laughs> but within the same movement you have to express different things and that's why the technique comes. The technique, so you, you can use it, to express different things, even mm-hmm. though same movement.
2: Why do you think? It, why do you think it feels uniquely that way with Martha Graham versus other dance? Because I know, like with ballet, I feel like I go right back to that place if I do, a ballet class. It's still inside of me, the technique at least, mm-hmm. and I can't escape that. I like that. I enjoy it, um, but it is very deeply embedded in my body and it definitely has huge emotional resonance once you're dancing to music and Mm -hmm. and dancing actual choreography but it sounds like in your experience graham was something even apart from that like more intense maybe than other styles of dance Mm -hmm. was it the duration of time that you worked with her or do you think there's something unique to her technique that taps into those emotions
1: i think her technique is very unique i mean i i think the ballet is very unique also. Mm -hmm. ballet has such a limitation Mm -hmm. I mean Mm
3: -hmm. you have
1: to turn out or there is so much limitation is not a good word there's so much um, rules yeah, and you have to do those rules that within that limitation of the rules you have to do everything and I think the gram has exactly the same thing so it's, people think the gram is very heavy, hard, but I think ballet is very heavy and hard.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So in mm-hmm. terms of that, it's, it is really a working technique with your body, but the, what's unique about it is very organic to me. The way of using weight, way of using breath, to me it's very organic, and it comes from the pelvis or sit bones or... We, we start from the sitting on the floor.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, that's the first thing we do in the class, rather than at the bar, to um, strengthen your torso and to find alignment on the floor, and that is going to reflect your standing. Where is your weight, forward or the back, or mm. where is it? And um, I think there's using the breath to find this, what we call the contraction and release, um, sometimes I use a curve and release, because I don't like the word contraction. <laughs> ah. <laughs> but um, to me, that's organic, because we breathe in, breathe out. So that, breathe in, breathe out, using that movement, motion to express the body's very subtle movement, and that I love mm. about mm. the technique. And the spiral, of course, it goes
3: mm-hmm. really
1: beautifully out. I mean, the ballet has the same spiral. You, mm-hmm. do, you just don't call it spiral, but um, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. idea is kind of similar. The eipomo. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have also spiral. We don't call that one, but yeah. Maybe a gra- little bit more grounded than ballet. Yeah. Um, and also, I think it's more, um, it's okay to be struggling in the technique and also from the dance work, works. that Because the struggle makes you work hard, and struggle makes you beautiful. Mm. And I think within the struggle, there's a certain choreography is so hard, but without changing, you try to work it through. And that brings the beauty out of your individual. And that I love about the ground instead of changing the choreography to make it easy and that's why you have to practice and practice and practice and sometimes you find a way sometimes you don't but keep working on it and then when you find it it's yours so you start owning that movement and that's when the fun part of the choreography comes in
2: now is this too simplistic or do you think based on what you just said that to some extent um, with something like classic ballet there's we're trying to achieve this kind of perfect look and with Martha you're finding more of the beauty in imperfection while you struggle through to reach the the conclusion
1: hmm, that I have to think about
2: that <laughs> I wasn't sure if that was part of what you were getting at because I know just only using ballet as a reference because that's all I know you know very deeply it's like you don't really present something until you've
1: got a perfect in a way I mean I love watching ballet I always wanted to I mean I didn't want to be a ballerina. I don't know why but Mm. I always wanted to try the point shoes a beautiful tutu which I never well actually I only had once but um, it was painful and (laughs) it was beautiful but it it wasn't for me but I always loved watching ballet and I keep thinking about the similar question like why do I like ballet because I think it's (laughs) it's a beautiful art form but at the same time it's very athletic Mm-hmm. Um, because there are certain things you have to do, you have to achieve certain things, and otherwise, you said you know you have to do the thirty-two huetes in the yeah. black swan, or and everybody's looking at the perfection, but somehow the the modern dance or contemporary work world, world I don't think there is a perfection. Huh? Yeah, but individuality. Okay. I mean there is a choreography of course Martha Graham's choreography is there but how you dance it is up to you hmm. and of course there is a choreography you have to follow but it's a different kind of choreography hmm. I think I, I think. You know.
0: interesting I agree with you and I think in ballet too there is this element of performing it your way and owning it but the word you said that that is the key difference is athletic and that also makes ballet virtuosic and that is your primary goal to perform it in a virtuosic way even if you are doing it in your own unique way whereas with modern dance and contemporary dance sometimes it completely says no to virtuosity and other times it is also virtuosic but just not in the same sole focus My husband and I, we went to see um, Alessandra Ferry's Romeo and Juliet when she came back Mm
3: -hmm.
1: just to do a one show that time after she retired for many years. And it was so beautiful. And that type of ballet, we miss so much that um, it's not just a technique, but it was beyond technique. And she was so gorgeous. I mean, she was sitting on the bed thinking of what to do and that whole minute and a half or maybe even two minutes of music just going and she's just sitting but her mind changes you can see and that's not legs passe attitude but she's just sitting but somehow that I love about Martha it's not about the movement but something that individual dancers' mind come through the body I think that's the part I really like even ballet Definitely, yeah, and of course she's beautiful with all these legs and extension. But
0: I agree, and I missed that performance. I really wanted to see it. (laughs) And we saw Onegin. It was this year. Beautiful, yeah. Yeah, did you see with Diana Vishneva?
1: That I missed because I had a rehearsal that day. I saw. I saw Mm -hmm. that one with her. The the part we part I love was the Onegin was standing after he killed his friend and he realized what he did he goes down and then and then that when she's sitting and she rise and that level change Mm. was just gorgeous
2: yeah Mm. and then the rest of the show and in the conclusion she rose and she stood and she conquered you know it was like it's funny because i went with a friend um a non-dancer it's always fun to go with a non-dancer who appreciates dance and uh and at the end, he was like, oh, that was so tragic. I think that he kind of wanted it to be a happy ending where they somehow got back together. And I was like, no, that was great. She yeah. she didn't give in, like, yes. that we could all be so strong. You know, this total yeah. terrible person is coming back and begging his way back into her life and trying to, like, make it up to her. And she's like, no, you know, just mm-hmm. stands up for herself. But it is it is tragic anyway. It was That was such a great show. Mm-hmm. So and that kind it. of
1: theater in the ballet. Yeah. That's what I like, about Me too. ballet. It's and of course yeah. I love Balanchine too, mm-hmm. the beautiful movement against the music or go with the music. You in in the early time I have no idea what I, I was watching. Balanchine, beautiful music, but what is this? But more and more same thing for Cunningham. Mm. When I'm I was young, I didn't understand, but later on I was like, wow, this is great. Just the movement. Yeah, like mm-hmm. what they do with the movement that um, going into the limit, mm-hmm. the Cunningham, like you don't know how much you can go. You have to try it until you you fall, so you don't know. So when I was young, I didn't understand Cunningham. I didn't understand Balanchine. I probably didn't understand Martha either. But uh, theater part of Martha, I loved
0: right away mm-hmm. yeah. when I was young. That makes sense. And it seems that a lot of people complain more and more that ballet has been less and less so about the feeling and the emotion and more dancers today are more technical in nature
1: we don't have much what we call the grand ballet like an entire three act of Mm -hmm. sleeping beauty or swan lake or we don't have that kind of dance much i think that's one of the reason too because the piece becomes so short like 10 minutes 15 minutes Within the t- 15 minutes, you have to have a story. And this person kills that person. Well, that, I mean, it doesn't need to be that way, but that conclude the story in 15 minutes is very hard.
3: Mm.
1: And I yeah. think that the part of the reason is the audience. I was once told that the audience is having a hard time if you dancing a 45 minutes piece. They can't sit no, entire, yeah uh, or 45 the, Yeah. 45 minutes
0: straight? Yeah, they can't
1: sit. 45 that's too long Gram works that we have couple pieces with 45 minutes or the Clytemnestra is actually three acts and it used to be two intermission it was like entire two and a half hour
3: Hmm.
1: just like Grand Ballet but we made it to a short to an hour oh interesting so the certain story has to make sense and certain parts are cut but um, director made it to one hour show yeah. And 45 minutes piece became half hour. So, in terms of that, there's a one piece that I danced 45 minutes to 30 minutes. We cut so many parts. And I think you needed to have time to get this woman sane to crazy and come back to the same. The first time I did it 45 minutes, it took that long to really get into craziness. Yeah, but I only have thirty minutes. Then I have to be crazy from the beginning. <laughs> so my approach to the piece changed it because otherwise I don't have the process. So when I was working on that half-hour piece, Linda Hose who is the uh, who was the artistic uh, uh, associated artistic director, when Martha was ar- around, um, she came in to help us, and I talked to her a lot. And you know, what do you think, Linda? And I. Don't have time to get ready. And, and she's like, I think you have to be crazy from the beginning. I was like, I agree. I think that's, do you think that's okay? I, <laughs> can I do it? And then she's like, try it. I love that conversation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I did, and it made sense. Like, I was already on the way to craziness rather than being a really nice person to start yeah. with to get to craziness.
0: So it was fun. Totally changes the idea of the piece, though, then. And I love that take that um, perhaps the reason why ballet has moved to more virtuosity is you do lose a lot of subtlety when you don't have as much time to develop characters and go through different scenes and acting. That's so fascinating. I never thought of it that way. And I myself, over time, have become less able to sit (laughs) in long durations. And I know that... um, Decades ago, you know, the theater used to be a grand night out. Mm-hmm. So, Definitely. yeah, theater shows, ballets were always much longer because it was that was what you did that evening. But in today's society, especially in New York City, you know, we're pulled in 50 different directions. Like, even I find myself only finding the shows that are only an hour long because that's, like, all I can take sometimes based on how busy I am. The starting time changed
1: these days. Sometimes 7 o'clock, sometimes... Mm. 7.30. It used to be 8. Oh, really? It was eight. always 8? It always 8 oh. in the evening. But now it's like, I have to check. Oh, It started 7. You have to get there.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh. So,
1: um, I guess it finished early, so you can go out. So, if you have a penchant for
2: theatricality, although we were talking ballet, do you try to bring a theatrical quality or a
1: narrative to the work that you c- choreograph? I'm definitely interested in the theater.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um I love watching ballet. I like to go see a ballet, but a lot of modern dance or the contemporary dance, of course, I go see it. But I rather see theater sometimes. Mm-hmm. And since I live in the theater district, I pass by the theaters. Oh, this is new theater production. Uh, maybe I want to see it. And and I'm I'm very interested theater. That's why when I worked with uh, Anne Bogart from City Company, it was so different, and I really enjoyed it. And actually, if if I could speak really, really good English, I wanted to be in a theater mm. rather than dancing. Oh, really? Yeah. When, mm. But when I came to New York, I didn't speak English, and I thought the New York um, dance scene and theater scene was, we were told it's very free. America is free, if you have a talent you can get to places but when I came here I realized, when I saw the backstage audition notice, it's like you have to be this height, this color of hair, this color of eyes, and you look this way, that way, I'm like wow, Ah. this is not free at all, and so you have to really fit into that role and then I realized there is so many people we can fit into those roles hmm. in this place, this New York. Because it's not just one race. Yeah. There's a Japanese, American, French, you name it, everybody's here. So if one production needs five ten women look like twenty five years old, blue eyes, blonde hair, but Asian face, they okay. might have <laughs> they might have some people. Yeah. So I'm like, wow, so there is not much room Hmm. for Asian. Like me, I'm small and Japanese-looking, of course, and my English is not that great. So I'm like, there is no room for me. But I still wanted to be um, involved in the theater, so actually I was going home to Japan. So before I go home, I will see everything possible. So I went to see everything that year, 1981. Oh, wow. Pretty much everything, Broadway, off-Broadway, dance performances, music concerts, everything possible that I see, then I can learn maybe possibly in the future to become a f- choreographer for musical or because I love musicals too so when I go back to Japan that's my goal or future hmm. and then something happened and I stayed <laughs> but I'm I'm glad that happened, um, I took one workshop by Peggy Lyman and Peter Spaulding. Those two dancers who were dancing with the company that time, the Mathogram Dance Company that time, they were giving a workshop. And somebody told me, Miki, before you go back to Japan, you should take this workshop. It's a two-week workshop. They only take 15 dancers. So I went to audition, and I took, and they took me. So I took this two weeks, and I really enjoyed it. Technique and repertory, their own repertory, not the gram repertory, but their own repertory. In the end of it it was a company audition and a scholarship audition hmm. so they told us all of us like, tomorrow there is audition for the company in school you all are going and i was there and the reception person said mickey you are not american you don't have a green card so you cannot be here hmm. you can't take this audition so i was mm-hmm. like okay maybe i'll go home and peggy Lyman came back, came from the second floor to the first floor, and she looked at me and she said, what are you doing? So I said, well, uh, I'm not American, so I don't, I can't take this audition. And she said, no, 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 it's okay, you take this audition. And she said, she said to the receptionist, this girl is okay. So I went to change and I took the audition. Of course they didn't take me, but they talked they talk to me, and if I'm interested to come to the school, so in my head it's like, "Wow, oh, I really loved it. This audition was great. Peggy's teaching was beautiful. Everything I, l- I liked it." And um and they asked me if I want to come and study. I'm like, "Yeah." So I had to call my mother and said, "Uh, change my mind." <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. But she was yeah, she was pretty good. So and this that I was going home to Japan to maybe expanded a bit more musical theater, but I didn't get there.
0: But that's a great story about how it found you. Mm -hmm. So let's get to your recent piece, In Mm -hmm. the Box 2, which is related to In in the Box 1. What was your creative process like in creating In the Box 2? That was very interesting. We didn't have much time.
1: I knew um, the director, Mr. Nishiyama, we call him Nishi, he mm-hmm. gave us um, me and a c- composer um, kind of script like one section one is the theme is this like a, let's say birth the section three is hope you know, he gave a theme and a little story each section but it was very abstract in a sense knowing that um, in the box number one and I thought that I have to follow the story but I thought each theme has that story itself so like I couldn't make it to literally okay I'm happy here I'm having a problem here and go back to happiness and then you go into did so I couldn't really make it into like four minutes or six minutes because he had okay section number two is birth four minutes so Mm -hmm. for me the birth is a big deal so I could do this, I could do that. I, I could do, make it like 15 minutes, but it's four minutes. So I have to think about it. And so I took it, the idea of the birth. What is birth to me? So it's just in, inside the mother's body floating or pushing because I have a friend who actually did the inside, uh, in the box. For one, my partner, dancer, and she's actually pregnant right now. Oh. So, so I took the idea instead of making a story, I took the idea of that. So just each section was that way. Hmm. And also um, music came maybe two weeks ahead, before the performance. And I've been trying to make the dance with this theme, but the music was completely different from what I expected Mm -hmm. or a little bit different. So I have to make a huge adjustment. So one point I said to myself, You know, okay, I had this theme in my head. Let me just improvise. So when the music came, I started improvise. And then the projector. I have no idea what kind of projector they're going to bring. And they gave me a few things, YouTube, to look at it, or the Vimeo, say, you know, this kind of technology we are thinking. But I didn't know how how this technology is working. Mm -hmm. So Monday, which was a week Monday. The Friday was performance. Monday they came, and Tuesday was load in. So I went to the load in, and they are putting up the screen, and they started to project it to the screen. And I'm looking at the projection on the screen. I'm like, okay, what would be the most effective for me to do this? So I started to change many things, um, and then I. We didn't have much time to talk to the, the artist, the projection artist or the computer graphic artist. So on the Thursday night, actually, we had a little bit of a meeting. We went out to dinner. and it, It's not really a meeting. We went out to dinner, so we were a little bit more casual, set up, and we started to talk about what would be the best way to show your projection art with my body, so we changed a lot on the Friday afternoon because something we did on Wednesday, Thursday didn't work. So we changed it Friday. So some of the um, artists, they didn't sleep. So they have to make a new program oh. for the computer.
3: Mm. And then
1: Friday he came. What, you, what about this? So fi- finally I feel like we are really collaborating. But mm. before was they came, they put it up, and I brought my dancing and we just did it. That was number one. So this time, at least, we have a little bit of um, more communication. And I think we yeah. could have done a little bit more mm-hmm. if we
0: had a little bit more time together.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I was going to say it sounded like you are just restrained by time more than anything.
1: Yes. And, and then the distance. Yeah. I could have gone to Japan to work with them, maybe. Or they could come
0: here early. I'm not sure. Yeah, fascinating when you're looking at the reality of any production and how that affects the end product. Mm-hmm.
1: And particularly this, this time, um, if you remember, there's a section of, I don't know how to describe, I'm, I was in white like this in pants. That part was my oh, homage to Trisha Brown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I was moving, the special effect was following me.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And a lot of people thought that was programmed. Mm-hmm. It was actually manually done, oh. live. So he's, he was sitting all the way up there and he has these four computers in front of him and manually changing things to, to make that effect. But a lot of people wow. thought that was a program. So, so how to show that this is actually happening right now rather
0: than programmed? It's interesting because when I saw it, I did notice it was interactive and I just don't understand how the technology works so I didn't conclude like oh it was programmed but I thought there was some element of live interaction going on Good,
1: (laughs) yeah. but I wanted to show a little bit more because some people didn't get the idea so I don't know how but and then we last night after the performance ended I was talking to Mr. Chida who is the artist what do you think how can we show them maybe in the beginning this is live huh. visual effect? Mm-hmm. So they have more, um, res- not the respect, but the enjoyment out of it rather than, oh, yeah, we see this because it's programmed performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and I always like uh. knowing things like that, that going into a show. I find it more interesting once I kind of know what the goal is or what the
1: idea um, is behind it. And maybe we have to have like a little bit of
0: audience Interaction, oh. yeah, and I think that also goes back to audience expectation. Like you go in and you just assume technology is programmed, yeah, and maybe that's part of it. And but since I don't know how it works, <laughs> yeah, I, <feel> <laughs> I was more o- open to that's good a live effect
1: because <laughs> I always keep asking. So what what does this do? I and mean, what do I need to do to show it well? But the in- interesting thing was um, infra. Improv- red sensor things that capture my outside of my body or projected on the fabric. Um, I didn't know what to expect. So the first day was just like I was a very small girl, like wow, this is great. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, when I throw my skirt, I was like like, wow, this is really nice. And Mm -hmm. So I feel like I was just play in the playground. <laughs> that was so funny cuz dancers the they saw me doing this visual, um visual effect. They asked me, Mickey, do you think we can try it too?" <laughs> so we asked um Mr. Chida and he said, "Oh, sure." So after the one performance actually the Saturday night performance, you know, we cleared the audience and we closed the s- screen and uh, so they were in front of the screen and they did all the special effect and I filmed it and they are like wow this is
0: great Uh so they were having fun too that would be fun and um, you had two homages in the piece Mm -hmm. to um, Trisha Brown and Martha Graham what was the intent behind those homages so this April I um, presented my second solo
1: concert and I commissioned new dance by Charlotte Griffin when we are working on, and Trisha died.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And Trisha Brown was, for me, was the future of dance. I don't know why I always thought about that, because ballet, the gram and Horton, and m- modern, but postmodern, I felt future. I took a few classes, but I was so deeply into gram so I couldn't continue. So I had that idea, and Charlotte's piece was very much like Trisha's work this time. So I started to feel a little bit different in my body. Mm-hmm. So when I was having this theme called future, the future was the one with the screen with me in the white pants and shirt. Mm-hmm. So when I was thinking about it, and I didn't know what to expect about the projection. So I made a structure with the music because music has this A, B, C, D, A, B Mm. type of structure. So I made a structure and I kept A and B, but C, D open. So it was an improvisation. And then going back to A, B. I keep thinking somehow, Trisha. So the April on, thinking about this, so special effect, when he asked me, basically, I want you to move sideways. That's it. And Which I didn't know about this, so I was making a square or mm-hmm. dancing. And when I found out I had to only move sideways, I said, okay, I'm to Tricia. <laughs> okay. This is my homage to Tricia. So that's when that happened. And then the Martha's, Martha was, um, when I talked about earlier that, I said to myself, it's okay to bring my past, I I shouldn't say past, but my training into my own dancing. And people wouldn't say, that's terrible because I did it for so long and it Mm -hmm. should be in there, so Mm -hmm. it's okay. So somehow I kind of like, okay, let's say it. Okay, Okay, I make it to homage to Martha.
0: I love that when chance elements and your own personal experience come together to reveal artistic choices. Yeah. And in
1: the last section, the, the black dress, Mm -hmm. with the projection I couldn't see anything Mm -hmm. because the projection was in my eyes it was strong light Mm -hmm. so only thing I could think of as I was dancing was grounded grounded and that's what Martha's work
0: oh perfect so
1: it was so good
0: (laughs) yeah that worked out perfectly Yeah, Mm -hmm. so I
1: keep thinking my back of the leg grounded Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) yeah
2: uh, you've talked a lot about technology, and we're curious: How did you originally become interested in uh, exploring that intersection of where technology meets the body and dance?
1: I had um, I had a friend when she went back to Japan, but she introduced the director this um, Mr. Nishiyama, um, and then Mr. Nishiyama told me you know, I want to do this kind of performance with projection and technology. And I'm like, I am very far from technology. And, you know, I didn't grow up with a computer, so I have learned everything with the cell phone, everything. So I'm like, D- do you really want to ask me to do this? <laughs> so in my head. But if I s- don't do it, I never have chance to do anything like that. So I mm-hmm. said, sure. And I didn't actually ask for it, but it came to me, so I said, okay, I'll try, and I'll take it as a challenge. Because if there's no challenge, life is not fun. I mean, it's nice to be ordinary. I think I'm very ordinary. People think I'm crazy or whatever, but <laughs> for me, I think I'm very ordinary because you know, I do this, I do that. But creation, Yuriko always said, you have to have a creativity. It doesn't matter what you do, living your life. Dancing, you have to have creativity. Mm-hmm. So I follow that, and having a challenge means I have to have a creativity.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And so, in the box number one, number two is completely different. The idea wise, dancing wise, um, and I said, that's great. Oh, one more thing: yeah. creativity and courage, Anchorage. courage, yeah, no, that's nice. and the courage to take something that you are not comfortable or college to take one more step. So I think I said, I have to, because otherwise I feel dead.
0: I love that description of meeting challenge with creativity, and that in itself is a type of courage. I really love that. It's so true because whenever I'm the most challenged by anything, a project or something more personal, Mm -hmm. it really does take reaching deep inside of you and finding a creativity figure out how to meet the challenge yes so i guess just to wrap things up maybe tell us what
2: what's next for you what's on the horizon what are your goals
1: i have a few goals actually um my mentor yuriko she's japanese american she was born in america san jose california but she had very interesting life as a dancer she was in japan she was sent to japan when she was young and she studied with one of the Japanese pioneers of modern dance mm-hmm. and she came back to US and she was in camp but after the internment camp she was she came up to New York and she studied with Martha and she became a dancer and she became a director so I thought wow she had this great experience with Japanese pioneers of modern dance and American modern dance pioneer looking at my own background I studied when I was young back in Japan. I studied Seiko Takada, who is also one of modern dance pioneers in Japan. And I came here and studied with Graham. So I have a similar kind of background, but not deeply in like Yuriko. So I thought, hmm, not many people actually had that privilege to have American modern dance pioneer, Japanese modern dance pioneers work. Mm -hmm. So I like to to uh, merge these two together for my next solo concert. Um, I wanted to do some Martha's work, maybe Doris Humphrey's work from American modern dance pioneer side, and my dance teacher Seiko's work, and Yuriko's dance teacher Konami's work. So I'm going to Japan in August to do a little research for what kind of work is available to for me to perform mm. the solos so i do Graham Humphrey and Seiko and uh, Konami and in the end I like to dance Yuriko's work because I, for me Yuriko's work is a beautiful merge between American and Japanese modern dance and um, simply I just love her work so that's my one of the goal and oh, that's great then, Yeah, and then the other goal is of course you know, I like to I like to experiment a lot different things mm. so I like to be able to dance different style so I like to probably um, commission a couple more choreograph- choreographers um, not necessarily older younger but if I think this person is interested interesting maybe I can ask
0: yeah, yeah, that's so, great.
1: Um, great Artist as curator. Yes. <laughs> and I'm getting older, so of course there's so many things that I can't do anymore, but the choreographers could be able to change things for me, I, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that'd be nice. You know, They can find something using me as a medium, like who has grand background or this background, and what can you do? So that's more... I think that's interesting. I hope they find it interesting. Yeah. So that would be nice.
2: Well, thank you again. We'll definitely look forward to following your work and seeing where you go and what you present next. And thanks so much for your time.
1: Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you.